everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where great friends recap romance novels and other kissing media while giggling, trolling each other, and generally delighting in the other's brain. Oh, and shouting about talented creators. Okay, you've hereby got three days, including this one, to send in your thoughts on St. Vincent and Evie, Devil in Winter, and the Kleypas verse in general, if you want to make it onto our celebration episode. Honestly, I'm so excited to St. Vincent would always with all of you. You can email a written missive or send a voice memo or video of yourself to actually hear your beautiful voice on the podcast. Everyone who submits is going to be entered into a drawing to win a St. Vincent Would Always care package. So if you need the extra incentive, there you go. Care package, you ask? Absolutely, friend. It's in our Etsy store. If you want to be the St. Vincent we all want to see in the world, either for yourself or a friend, we have a Devil in Winter themed care package that has a luxurious book, planner, or e-reader sleeve with original art, a custom candle made by an HB, an enamel pin designed by me, stickers, and a bookmark. You can get any of those on their own as well if you don't want the whole shebang. If you're a Heaving Bosom supporter on Patreon, you need to hold on to your butts firmly because parts four and five of A Court of Silver Flames are coming out in the next couple of weeks and the perfect and hilarious Naima Simone and I will be doing two episodes on season four of Love is Blind. I didn't know there was a season four either, but the first half just came out. Ah! So there's big things big plans, and I'm super stoked. Today, we've got one of my favorite people, Kimberly Lemming, back on the pod to recap a fantastic contemporary romance by Mimi Grace. How did we fit jokes about parrots in shirts in a recap of Make a Scene by Mimi Grace? Stay tuned to find out. Surprisingly, Mimi did a lot of the heavy lifting for us. Here we go. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Kim Lemming's back. I'm here. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Couldn't keep me away if you tried. Oh, my God. I missed you. How are you? I missed you? you, too. I have been fantastic, actually. And I yeah. have a new bar scene that I go to with my fam because I'm <gasps> a weirdo who hangs out with her sisters and cousins. That's not weird. That's great. If mine were closer, I would. I would force them. Well, every Friday we go to this bar for karaoke night, and <gasps> this one dude gets up there as just like this skinny dude. You think, oh, he's probably going to sing a rock song. No. Hey, no. He doesn't just sing a rock song. He sings Katy Perry. Oh, no, I wish. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. But this guy drops to his knees and starts <gasps> growling out the most intense death metal rock <gasps> I've ever heard. And I'm just like, good God, where are we? Are we at a concert? What is this? That's amazing. <laughs> he does like the full on growl. The, the full on. This man roared into the mic and I like <gasps> almost dropped my beard. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it. Did you get a chance to talk to him afterwards or was it one of those things where you were like, you're entertaining from 18 feet away? <laughs> oh, I just left him be because after that, he was like, jump around with his friends. I'm like, he's got this. I'm not going to Oh, that's cute. Night. Oh, my gosh. Do you sing? God, no. I mean, <sighs> I will get up there and sing karaoke. Is it mm-hmm. good? Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you have a go-to song? Uh, yeah, Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. I don't know what it is. It's just, yes! it, it gets you pumped for the night. Yes. That's actually one of my go-to songs, too. Really? Yeah. That oh, and um, <laughs> I Feel Like a Woman. Yes. <laughs> hilarious to do in public. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> my yeah. cousin Ari constantly sings uh, Dolly Parton, and she can actually sing. Oh, shit. Like, oh, it's amazing. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, man. Fat Bottom Girls. Someday we have to do Fat Bottom Girls together. A hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe the universe would implode, you know? Yeah. Because of the goodness that was happening. It might happen. I don't know. It's dangerous, but I think we should try it. (laughs) It might destroy the world. It might end world hunger. We don't know until we (gasps) die. It's true. It's true. And we can do that for everyone else, you know? Yeah. We're selfless. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You. What's been going on with me? Oh my God. Uh, um, I've been getting ready for St. Vincent's Day. Ooh. Yeah. St. Vincent's Day is nearly upon us, and I am very excited about it. So, yeah, I'm doing a special episode where uh, listeners can send in audio clips of themselves and be on the podcast talking about St. Vincent or whatever. I just got a really cute one about how one lady was getting a tattoo and she was mm-hmm. trying to imagine the comfort thing that St. Vincent would give her while she was doing the tattoo. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great stuff. So anyway, yeah, I'm pumped about that, getting submissions and it's super fun. And then getting ready for a polycon too. Are you going to a polycon? I am not. Damn it. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going this year. So Stoked about that. And then getting ready for the Kickstarter to launch. So oh, that's so exciting. All the shit's happening all at once, as usual. And then in April, I have my birthday and Ember's birthday. Ooh. And then Michael's birthday is the first week of May. So really, like, everything happens right in spring, basically, for our family. lined up. Yeah. 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 Um, Ember and I are the fire signs in the house. And we Mm -hmm. often have emotional fire sign duels, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and Valor and Michael are usually the ones who are like side-eyeing us being like, God, (laughs) (laughs) chill out a little bit. (laughs) Which one is Virgo? Is that like a fire air? Oh, I don't remember. I thought it was air. Let me look. Are you a Virgo? No, I am a Libra, but I was trying to figure okay. out what Virgo was because both my sisters are Tauruses. My mom is a Virgo. So I'm like, am I just the only air sign in a house full of earth signs? What is this nonsense? Mm-hmm. No wonder I just ignored all of them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Okay. Air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, sorry, I'm scrolling. Earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And then water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So I was yeah. just trapped with all the earth signs. God you were. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Oh, my God. Okay. So you chose the book this time. I did. I did. 
And it's super cute. It was super cute. So we read Make a Scene by Mimi Grace because I love her. She's my go-to yeah. when I'm on a contemporary. Ooh. And I loved it. What did you think? I loved it. It was Excellent. so cute. It was a delight from start to finish. I feel like it had a really good balance of like very ground, like both of the main characters were very grounded. Yes. And yet it still managed to have conflict that I completely believed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a smattering of dirty talk that did yes, not yes. go amiss. No, it did not. <laughs> oh, oh, Kim. That's <laughs> a little bit of the dirty talks that, you know, might have might have done some things for some people. Who knows? Really? <laughs> well, I do love a good dirty talking man. And Duncan did not disappoint. No. For one second of this book did he disappoint not- us even a second he did a private dirty talk he did some public dirty talks yes he did like is great that's all i'll say yeah and i also really liked that she sort of set up a heroine who you would think is like kind of meek and you know a little bit downtrodden mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and yet i loved that reda was so just like bold and I'm going to tell you what I need and, you know, like I'm going to take the chance and Mm -hmm. take my swing. And if it doesn't work out, I'll lick my wounds in private. Sure. But I don't know. I just felt like, you know, with all the, like the glasses pushing and, you know, the way that she interacted with people, I feel like Mimi Grace could have leaned into being, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of like the wallflower kind of heroine and she didn't. And it was really nice. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we tell the people about the book? Yes. At some point okay. at this podcast. Yes. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, we should probs get to it. <laughs> okay. So we've got Retta. Mm-hmm. And Retta is at a family party that fucking blows. It does. Her family sucks. I'm sorry, Retta. <laughs> they do. Retta, girl, like you can, you can just cut some ties, you know, like if you need to. <laughs> it's okay to go no contact, Retta. For sure. Yeah. Because she, I don't remember, it was years, right, that she mm-hmm. dated Chris? Yes. It was like two years minimum, I feel like. Two Maybe years. Maybe five? It might have been five. Listen, it was a it was a metric fuck ton of time in human was, years. Listen, listener, it was enough <laughs> times that he shouldn't have just run off with her fucking cousin, is all I'm going to say. Oh, that is the crux of the issue, listener. Uh, Kim has nailed it right on the head. <laughs> she's at this party where she's already had to deal with this fucker dumping her and then finding out one month later via social media mm-hmm. that he is dating her cousin now. Yep. So she has already had to deal with that. Already been like, I'm just going to take the high road, she said to everyone. I'm going to seem unbothered. It's going to be fine. And then she's at this party just like trying to have some punch. And they announce that they're getting married. In two months. In two months. So soon. (laughs) Wow. And like nobody. Here's the thing, right? A lot of her family is like, oh, like, are you okay? But it's sort of in a pitying way. Oh, they're definitely fishing for info to use against her later. That's fair, 
ooh, I didn't think about it being that nefarious, but I I will go with you on that. Well, I just front. I think about the way that she talked about her family and how mm-hmm. she basically knew they were only there half the time to like see how she's doing and like mm. gripe on that. Like they're mm-hmm. always pointing on how she's signal, how she's doing this and that. And just like they just they seem like the type of family that loves the drama. And I'm just like, girl, run. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's not support. No. <laughs> and well, the reason that I completely agree with you there is that in addition to only being there sometimes with her, they're always saying Retta, are you okay? You're the problem here. Yeah. Instead of being like, Irene, you're a fucking mess. And stop being so... Stop being so out. Like, be conscientious a tiny bit. I can't even make words about it. Also, don't get married to a man after two months. I mean, there is that. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They are going real soon on that front. I was wondering if she was setting up, like... The book after the next book, maybe. Could be. You know. I just hope they weren't cheating because if so, I will not read that book. Anyway. That would be rough. We are delving really hard, like the first five pages of this book. (laughs) I mean, but it's it sets up everything else, basically. It really does. Well, so she's a bakery owner. She's Mm -hmm. been a small business owner for a little while. And her bakery fucking rules. And she's really talented. And she's got a great staff. And so... Professionally, she's doing wonderfully, but there are two issues in her life right now. One, she has to find a date for the engagement party and the wedding because I do like her. She's sort of like, I'm going to throw up a big middle finger and show everybody I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, come hell or high water, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourself. And I really like that energy. I like that energy out it. of her. I respect it. Yeah. The other problem is that these new assholes next door keep on taking all their parking spaces. And by new asshole, we should point out it's Mm. just the gym that just opened up. And they never (laughs) agreed to the parking situation where they all get shafted with the shittiest parking spots. They didn't. No. So then all the people from the bakery is just like, we need to get them to knock that shit off because those are our parking spots. Yeah. So then she goes to confront the sexiest man alive apparently honestly honestly he's looking good head to toe he's got all the muscles because he does own a gym so why wouldn't he he's mr boxer man he's mr boxer man god boxes are hot (laughs) where is my thought (laughs) getting back on track Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm distracted by muscles now anyway (laughs) she goes up to duncan the leader of the leader yeah, the leader, the, owner. the fearless leader. <laughs> the fearless I will leader. follow the you into owner. battle, Duncan. <laughs> Sir Duncan. <laughs> owner of the gym. This is not medieval times, kid. I'm so, no, for the rest of this thing, I'm only going to see him in a suit of armor. He is Sir Duncan now. <laughs> He's fighting the scourge. Yes. And she's like, yo, bro, you're taking our parking spots. You have to park over here. And he's like, oh, all of the shitty parking spots that none of you wanted because we got here last? How about no? He's like, where in our lease agreement does it say that? And she's like, well, it's kind of an unwritten rule that apparently I was a doormat and just abided by. (laughs) So, of course, naturally, he's like, I'm not just going to give my team all the shitty parking spots. That's not fair to the rest of us. No. And so she's just like, well. That really grinds my gears, but here's a new plan because I do have this other problem. 
what if you just be my fake boyfriend for a weekend and I will give you my parking spot? Yes. Two, two parking spots. And he's like, and she goes, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You can have one parking spot. We'll alternate the other ones. And I will throw in these blueberry scones that you seem to like. The blueberry like, scone recipe. Yeah. And he was munching on them scones, y'all. Yeah. He was all about it. And he's like, no, I want the recipe. And she's like, fuck you, no. And he's like, then no deal. And she's like, damn it. Fine. <laughs> fine. Recipe. Fake boyfriend. I mean, recipe. And that's. That seems like an okay negotiation, you it know? Yeah. Like, I think it worked out pretty well. It does It does shaft her pretty hard because she seems like the type of boss who would be like, I made the deal, so I'm going to bite the bullet. Y'all get the other two parking spots when we have two, and yeah. I will figure the rest out. So, yeah. So she, okay. The other things, though, that happened right before this is that she's been like fake dating um, or not fake dating. She's been what you call um, like online dating. Yes. And oh, so I forgot about the date. Well, no, it doesn't matter. So for romance reasons, she shows up to what's supposed to be an online date and she um, or a blind date now. Mm-hmm. And he's like supposed to be wearing a red jacket and holding like a specific magazine. And lo and behold, There is Duncan, this like six foot three, dark skinned, muscular, beautiful man. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that my friend was setting me up with this type of man. That's a good ass friend. That's a hot man. (laughs) Like that's, (laughs) wow. (laughs) So she just sits down at the table and starts jabbering at him. And then she's like, so Steve, what do you do? And he's like, I am not Steve. So sorry for that. And then she looks around the thing and like there's there's just a regular dude who's also wearing a red <laughs> jacket. Ten times less hot. It's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice dude though, you know? Nothing wrong with them. He's just wasn't nearly as hot as I Sir mean, Duncan, the boxer man. When you go from Sir Duncan, there <laughs> it's a it is a mighty fall, you know? It's, oh God. That precipice yeah. is steep. <laughs> So, like, they have a fine date, and she's like, I would see him again, but then he ghosts her. She texts him a couple of times, and he ghosts her. So then, when Duncan comes in to be like, we'll talk parking space now, she comes up with this thing on the fly, and I loved it. Mimi Grace is so funny, because the moment it comes to her is when she, like, turns away and then looks back at Duncan, and, like, a cloud behind him yes. has moved and he's like haloed in light. And she's like, like the old fashioned oh, cartoons. Like, is this, is this the answer? <laughs> and then she does that hard business lady negotiation. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it's fantastic. So he goes for it. It's going to happen. And they decide that they have to go on, you know, they have to spend some actual time together to make it, believable right because you know reasons they just yeah. want a trial date because these two idiots they are so <laughs> intent on just fake dating but they also want to <laughs> fuck each other's brains out like nobody's business i mean because it's a dual pov book and the entire time there's someone just in the room they are just desperately trying not to rip each other's clothes off yeah. and it's honestly embarrassing for the both <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing but like only in their head parts and that's mm-hmm. nice you know they Didn't keep he it like together to a wall at some point because he was staring at her tits i don't he did something there was something like that and i can't remember what it was but you're right no you're right yeah and it was cute because like such a hot man mm-hmm. 
I love I it love when they're befuddle. awkward and, and clumsy about oh, it. Yeah. You know, it just, ugh. It's cute on like a regular person as well, but mm-hmm. on a hot person. Doubly hot. There's something about it. Just like, because mm-hmm. it takes them down a peg and makes yes. them seem more attainable. Yes. <laughs> I think that might be it. I think I nailed it just now. <laughs> you are human, I say to myself, I say. Um, okay, so this is actually now like the second fake dating book that I've read. Last week, I recapped boyfriend material with mm-hmm. Blair and nice. her friend Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I don't remember in any other fake dating book, I don't, I mean, I might be just like, you know, Swiss cheese memorying things, but I really like the idea in both of these books, they were like, we have to go on fake dates to like either learn about each other or, mm-hmm. you know, make it so it looks real even when nobody else is looking, that kind of thing. And I don't know. I think it I think it amps up the trope a little bit more. I, I don't know. There's something about it that makes it, like, extra. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. Because I, I feel like in all the other fake dating books I've read, it's been, like, they start getting close at the event, and then another event will happen, and so they have to, mm-hmm. like, keep it going or whatever, you know? But I really like this, that they're just, like, going on a date so that they can make it believable for everyone else. Which honestly makes more sense, because if you just show up at an event with a rando, people around you are going to know you're with a rando. You don't know how to act around them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. So she chooses a really creepy bowling alley, like a rundown, creeptastic mm-hmm. bowling alley that I thought was really funny. Yeah. Especially since it seemed like her strategy was just going to be asking him all the questions. That cracked me up because uh-huh. she was just like rapid fire asking him questions. Like, what's your shoe size? Where did you go to school? <laughs> da, 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 da. So finally he just like pauses her and he's like, do you want to like bowl, spend some time together? Or you just want to keep asking me really creepy, intrusive questions. Yeah. It's just like, I guess we could bowl. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I guess this would be more appropriate for something like a coffee date. 
And we could probably also do this via email. Ah! (laughs) So she spends the first half of their game kicking his ass at bowling. Just rubbing his nose in it, too. And, like, unexpectedly, she even surprised herself. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet she was still like, I'm throwing down right now and you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) And he was until he he started coming back. Until he's like, oh, what was that about me being ashamed? Strike after strike. He's like, you know what? Shut up. You talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. So then they but then because the bowling alley is creepy and run down, something mysterious breaks and they get kicked out. They do. So. She's like, I guess I will email you questions and you can reply. Oh. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. up, hold up. Tell some, me everything. This, this is the point where they get the bear, right? Yeah, the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they're like going to say goodbye and they're both in their cars. And then he's like, oh, there's just something in my body that I can't, I can't put my finger on. But I feel like this date shouldn't end. And I'm just going to not think about it Hold and it's fine. It's Right? Like, <laughs> it was just so intent on getting in those panties. It's, like, it's called that mouth, end. though. Yeah. Is, you know? So he gets out and he, like, knocks on her window and he's like, I'm hungry is all. And there's a fair over there. And I was wondering if maybe you wanted to eat funnel cake or something. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure. That seems fine to do with another human for no reason at all that has to do with your penis. <laughs> <laughs> and so... They go to the fair and, and like, I don't know that, listen, she hit on something. She hit on something id for me when they started eating mac and cheese and he, he was like, they started eating that mac and cheese. And he was like, I was really enjoying the bite until she made this moaning sound around her mac and cheese. And then I couldn't, my, I blanked. I couldn't think about anything else. This man, from the start of this book, is fighting for his life. Anytime she so much as, like, looks at him with her big doe eyes, he's just, like, foaming at the mouth, staring at them titties. She's just like, oh, he's too hot for me. Meanwhile, he's just like, what do I need to do? What do I have to do? What do I have? Do I need to be on my knees? I don't fucking care. Right? I'm Sir Duncan. I I will move mountains for you. (laughs) I am benighted. Oh, my God. So then she sees a, a like, a punch, a punch a something, a punch yes. a something game. And if you punch it hard enough, then you get a big stuffy. And I guess her niece is um, obsessed with parrots lately. And there's, like, a fuck-off giant human-sized parrot on the top row. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm going to go get that parrot, even though everybody knows that fair games are rigged. Everyone. They are. They're rigged. Don't get sucked in by them. Oh, man. We took Ember to his first fair this summer. Yeah. And trying trying to get it through his sweet, sweet, naive brain that, like, it's a racket was, A, very difficult, and, B, a little bit demoralizing, you know? Like, like taking the magic out of his sweet face. But, honestly, it's worth the $25 I saved on him playing games you would never win <laughs> honestly just wait until yeah the statute of limitations is passed it's fine 
No, yeah, tell just, me everything. Just wait until he's like in elementary and goes to school at like a, or goes to a fair with like some friends and one distracts the guy and the yeah, other yeah. goes in the back and gets the stuffies because we know yeah, it's yeah. rigged, but we want the toys. We're kids. It's fine. That's right. Rob fair people is what I'm saying. Don't actually I, do that. I love a caper, you know? And a and an adolescent caper, even better, frankly. We were just wee things. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you weren't even adolescent at that point. No, I was like seven. For, <laughs> listeners, for just clarity, don't rob fair people. Don't oh, rob fair don't people. Rob fair people. Look, it could set you on a trajectory that is not Kim's. Like Kim, she got her life together and she got on the straight and narrow, you know? And it now a she's a real life author. Who's just bringing joy to everybody, but it could have gone very differently had she continued down that path. I could have been in clown jail. That's listener. what I'm clown saying. Clown jail. The shoes don't fit anyone. And I have such small feet. It would have been a nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare. Oh, everything just randomly squirts water at you. What else happens in a cloud jail? They just they just taunt you with the honking noise of their nose, which would drive me insane in Honestly. Like five minutes. I'd go in for robbery and leave a murderer. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, that's oh fair. God. Where so I'm we? glad we I'm glad we were just throwing down some lessons today. <laughs> Keeping people on the right track. Stay out of clown jail, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they don't have to listen with their earbuds in for this episode. Frankly, make sure your kids hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so, at their fair, they don't go to clown jail and they don't no. steal that parrot. They do, however, win a teddy bear. Because, you know, he's a boxer and the game is punching yeah, things. Yeah, it surprise, says, surprise. like, new high score, it says. And then he gets her that fucking parrot. Amazing. Was it a parrot or was it a bear? I thought it was a parrot. Okay, we'll go with parrot. I don't know. So, the parrot has a shirt, which is important. Because, naturally, as they're walking to the... <laughs> <laughs> the I realize has a shirt. <laughs> That's realize important. That what a weird sentence that is. It's <laughs> one of my things you've ever said to me <laughs> God. oh <Right>. shit <laughs> oh it starts raining which is why it's important <laughs> as a damn it melody <laughs> wear it on the shirt and it's raining uh-huh. and so she's like oh my god my hair and he's like i got you boo makes a bonnet out of the parrot shirt Shit. and like wraps her hair because hair care is important. And I fell immediately, which yeah. is why the shirt was important. Okay, I it had was, a no, I, I, I was you not besmirching your point. <laughs> I was just saying that the construction of the presentation was fantastic. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so. Yeah, so they get rained on real hard, and, like, before they run into this restaurant, she's like, oh, his body is giving off so much heat, and, oh, I shouldn't nuzzle. Don't do a nuzzle, Retta. Oh, no. And I'm like, do the nuzzle. Do, do the it. Nuzzle. She's Romance trying real reasons. hard not to sniff up that man scent, oh. which is directed at me once again, because I'm I... the weird bitch that's always sniffing the dudes, looking for the sandalwood scent. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I still creep my husband out sometimes. Yeah. 
on the well, couch. He shouldn't smell so good. That's what I'm saying. Don't hit my pheromones so hard, and then you'll be safe. Is it's all. Rude. I know, but instead he'll be like, "No, what, what, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like just trying to play video games, <laughs> and I'm like yeah. all up on his neck. Oh boy, that's you know that's love though. It is love. So they end up at our restaurant. Yes, they do. And then there are so many like random things in this book that she managed to make not feel random or out of place. Yeah. But like as we say this sequence of events, like parrot shirt bonnet, <laughs> the, the next thing on the list is cake eating contest. Yes. And I don't know. It's just so good. Anyway, so they <laughs> they torture themselves with cake. They do. And I love that I love that at first it was just like a fun idea and then and then they found out that they're both competitive people and they are so compatible so. on that level. <laughs> and it was it was hilarious to me because at the bowling alley they were fighting against each other. But as soon as they found out that there was like a prize on the line for the cake eating competition, mm-hmm. at one point Duncan was like, oh, my God, I can't eat anymore. And he's just like, you are. And she goes, you are a goddamn warrior. You will eat this cake with me. That's right. Come on. And he's like, you're Sir right. Duncan. You're right. ferociously eating this cake and just making themselves stick as dogs is so good and the best part is that it's one of those fake prizes where the Mm -hmm. prize is you don't pay for the cake that you didn't have to get in the first place there was really no reason to go that hard it's really just a punishment either way you're you either get hit in the the stomach or you get hit in the pocketbook But the glory is all. The glory. She sees the Sir Duncan inside him. Mm-hmm. And she understands how the glory is important to him. And she rises to the fucking occasion. And then the very important thing that happens is that one of the things is you get a commemorative photo. Yeah. So he dips her in the photo. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was something. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what a great idea. I think it was his idea, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big romance right there. Yeah, that's why he made me a little mad when he was going to be the one that quit. Like, no, 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 you suggested this cake-getting competition. You don't get to fail on me. I swear to God, I will haunt your soul if you fail me in this endeavor that you invited me to. And that she had to rise, like, extra high to meet Mm -hmm. because she's a baker and that cake was dry. It was so dry. (laughs) Like, Like, that's a mean thing to do to a professional baker, you know? I'd be so upset. I guess the buttercream was on point, but like still, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay, so then they have to get an Uber. And because of the human-sized parrot, everyone, they have to sit real close to each other. Yeah, they do. Ooh, they didn't put the parrot in between each other. Because that would be silly. Who would do that? No, only only Bing Boong Bong Safety with Aaron would do that. Because the middle seat is the most dangerous seat. But we're not bing-boong-bonging safety right now. We're bing-boong-bonging proximity. (laughs) And speaking of proximity, as I have mentioned, Duncan, from page one of seeing this woman, is fighting for his fucking life. And now she is sitting next to him (laughs) with a wet shirt. Oh, my God. I forgot it was wet. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes it even better. He is like desperately trying not to stare at the outline of her tits. Honestly. And she goes, oh, you have cake on your face. Oh, you smell like cake. Well, because he's leaning in to kiss her. He's leading. He's leading in because he can't resist anymore. She's she's like 
right next to him. Yeah. She's all wet, looking all sexy. And all of a sudden she yeah. goes, oh, you have cake on your face. Leans in, licks it off his cheek. <gasps> she does a big, awkward turtle on him yeah. and like panics when he goes to kiss her and licks this poor man's cheek. <laughs> and you can just feel him <laughs> trying not to orgasm in the back seat of that Uber. Like, it's just like, she, she, she licked me. He literally said, like, my mind whited out. Yes. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's like, I might never see this man again. Like, at least not at least not close by. He might run in the other direction every time I see him from now on. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like, I've seen I've I've experienced her tongue. Oh no. <laughs> what do I do with this information? Oh god. <laughs> How can I not stare at her now? Oh god, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. And my note is my note is goes in to kiss her and she licks his face. And then my quotation for what she says to him, which is not actually a verbatim quotation, is frosting. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, because she just bounces out of the car. It's yes. it's fantastic. Not yeah. just my my note is right here. It's literally just man is losing his fucking mind at her beauty. <laughs> and she just licks his cheek. Who does that? Oh, it made me so happy. Oh, shit. Okay. So now the next time they see each other a couple of days later is out in the parking lot of their shared workspace. And he introduces her to his sister, Gwen. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as Gwen leaves, he's like, so are you ready for our second date? And she's like, mm, I don't know what that means. Because when they were doing the, the punch him up game, he asked her if she had ever seen Rocky. And she was like, oh, no, I haven't. And he was like, well, no, you're going to see it. I'm going to make sure you see it. Yeah. So his second fake date is a movie time with Rocky. And she's like, I I suppose we could do that. And I'm like, what? What a great day. You know, you're just like killing it at work. And mm -hmm. then you you leave and you're, you see this man and you think to yourself, I got to bite the bullet and find out if he's ever going to speak to me again after I licked his face. And you walk away from that conversation with a date, a fake one. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. That's a okay. good day. But this is where I started calling these two Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because their whole thing is like, yeah, we're going to keep this. Uh, fake dating we're not gonna smooch on each other mm -mm. but we are gonna snuggle on this couch and watch a movie yeah i did lick his face and he invited me back for more but like does he think i'm attractive i just don't know <laughs> and i'm like baby girl ma'am lost ma'am what's going on <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you i don't remember whose apartment did they go to was it her house or hers house? yeah hers, hers. Okay. Well, they so, go to hers because she's like, she's like, I have scheduled to watch my niece and nephew later. So mm -hmm. I have a I have a cock block built in. I'm not going to do this bloody bloody blee. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you're still gonna do it. Like come you're on. still gonna do it. Now, admittedly, I have been out of the dating scene for a while. Sure. But if I am so much looking for a fake date, that man isn't coming to my house. 
No. He's not coming into my abode with all of my no. things on my cozy couch to watch a movie. Are you I insane? I am not cleaning for him. No. No. That's not a fake date anymore. I don't care what's going on. That's a Absolutely. real ass date. If you are in my home, snuggled yep. up on my couch, that mm-hmm. is a date. That's a date. Yeah. I, I have cooked. I have cleaned. At that point, it's super a date. And it was before you even got here. Yeah. God. So he shows up and she's making donuts for for her niece and nephew. Okay. 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 Retta. No, you were not. No, you were the doing fuck you weren't. a really hard, I'm a talented baker flex right mm-hmm. in his hot face. And like, just say it. Just Own say it. it. Own it. <laughs> okay, miss. I'm just going to make this man delicious treats in my home that I invited yeah. him to. Fuck just off. Just really casual stuff. Just making from scratch donuts. Homemade donuts. Honestly, <laughs> oh. there's a ganache. Ganache. <laughs> and I really, uh, there was a moment where I was like, Mimi Grace, are you gonna reverse the trope where like you have her put her hand over his to like stir the ganache or whatever? It didn't happen, but it was still perfect. It was because he it does was. help her make the ganache. Oh, it's so good. And then they they go to start watching Rocky, and then the weirdest shit I'm sorry I've ever seen in my life happens. And that is that, like, basically her shame porn is on her TV when he turns it on. (laughs) He turns on her TV. And I think it would have been less embarrassing had it just been straight up porns. Yeah. Instead, it's her... Like crying the moment it's basically the Miss America moment, but she's winning a baking competition, like a a huge baking competition, like nailed it, but for really talented people. Like mm-hmm. what's the one? The Great British one, except American Great Times. British Bake Off. That's the one. Yeah. Yes. She's winning one of those. Yes. And and <laughs> she does like the like the Oh, oh, that old thing. <laughs> He's like, what's going on here? She's like, oh, that's hmm, that, that old thing. I just won the the winner bakes all competition, which is the name of the show. Yep. How is there not a real show called Winner Bakes All? I don't know. I don't that's know. That's a travesty. It is a travesty. And I'm just realizing this now. Retta totally had that plan. Like this bitch is out here trying to get that man, even subconsciously. She's making donuts. <laughs> She's showing off her weddings. <laughs> He's in her saying. house. I'm just like, oh, fake dating. Okay, yeah. fuck both of you. I don't okay, Retta. Second. <laughs> it's so true. So she has to tell him this, this story about how basically like right around the time, she doesn't tell him this, but like for our purposes, right around the time she got broken up with by Chris, she wins this huge baking competition that basically turns you into the next <sighs> emerald. I, I have no chef or baking references. I, I've All I know is Gordon Ramsay. We'll say she was going to become the next Gordon Ramsay. The next Gordon Ramsay. Like one bitch got a cookbook, a best-selling cookbook. Another one, like, you know, it's, it's really serious business to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Except that right before her season was supposed to air, the host got like brought up on fraud charges or something. Oh yeah, it was some bullshit. Yeah. So they just canceled the entire season. 
So she won this thing. And no one knows about it. So she doesn't get any of the publicity that she could have had she won it. And like, and he's, honestly, he's devastated by this. As he should be, because that is heart-wrenching. It is, yeah. Especially because he knows how important her work is to her. Mm-hmm. You know, like not just on a financial level, on like a, a core part of her personhood level. It's really important to her. So, yeah, they start watching Rocky. She falls asleep 30 minutes in. So quickly. So super quickly. And like, you know what? There's not even been a montage at that point. I forget no. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, once you get to the montage stages, like there's no sleeping. But up until then. I'll forget it. So he lets her sleep. He doesn't fault her for sleeping. But he does stew on the injustice of her loss, basically. Her win. He is real mad about it. (laughs) The whole time. He does a big Google on her. He, like, he's real big mad about it. And when she wakes up, I love it because she basically does a, whoa, when did I fall asleep? (laughs) And his first question was, you got the money though, right? <laughs> and she's like, are you seriously still thinking about that? Like, <laughs> yes, that's what I opened up my shop with. It's, you know, I made the best of a shitty situation. It's fine. And then, listen, she has to get something off a top shelf maybe, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And instead of asking the hot, tall man, She's like, I'm self-sufficient and I rule. And so she hoists herself up onto the counter and he automatically, just instinctively, he's right behind her, ready to catch that juicy peach should it fall. He was so ready. He was ready. He was poised to pounce, really. And she doesn't fall. But when she gets back down, oh, they're pretty close. They are super close because, again, he is drawn in so hard by her that he's just like all up on her business when she's literally just grabbing something off the top shelf. So she turns around to this hot (gasps) wall of man like, oh, Oh. hi. Oh, oh, hello there. And they do a tiny bit of banter. And Mm -hmm. then he says, if you keep looking at me like that, we're going to have a problem. Uh Because like and, and he goes and we don't want that. And then there's a beat. And she she looks from his mouth to his eyes, and she says, "No, <gasps> Rena, because she has been on her game this whole fake date." Yes, that's called like, a victory. It, it it that that's a hard earned victory, and uh, not even hard earned, a, a well deserved victory, mm-hmm. I should say. And this he, homemade donuts. Ho- come on, you. Boiled fucking oil, dude. Like, you, there, you had more skin in the game than you're admitting to. Mm-hmm. And so he just descends upon her. He yeah, can't he handle does. it anymore. <sighs> they do this big makeout, and they make out and make out, and it's super, super hot. But then once he, like, pivots to, like, put her up on the counter, she just starts mumbling into his mouth, like, not by the food. Get away from the, not the food, not the food. <laughs> <laughs> it was so perfect. And so then he takes her to the couch. Yes, he does. It's couch times. And like their shirts come off. Like it's zero to it's on TM. Because they cannot help themselves. And at one point he says, oh, let's see. What is it? 
is this how you would ride my face? And I'm like, (laughs) I nearly fell out of my bed at that point. I was reading last night before bed and there, there was an actual lurch and Michael was like, what's going on over there? And I was just like, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> See, I was listening to it via audiobook and cleaning my house. Ooh. So I hear the line and my head goes, Ur? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yeah, because like, I didn't know until recently. I think it was maybe, it might have been in one of the Dangerous Tides book recently. There's like mm-hmm. some sort of like thigh ride and... I didn't know I liked a fictional thigh ride so much, but that's what she's doing on top of him. Mm -hmm. And he says to her, he says right in her beautiful eyes, is this how you would ride my face? Oh, God. And and meanwhile, her titties are out. Okay, Mm -hmm. they're out. And he's he's doing a big, dirty DJ moving those nobules around. Oh, it's That was a the whoopsie. Wor- the word of the day, <laughs> listener, is nobules. No! <laughs> it's so true! <laughs> oh, that Welcome was to del- Heaving Bosoms, where we have nodules and parents with shirts. That's the one! <laughs> that was um, delightfully unfortunate. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. So, like, there, it is hot and heavy. There is there is no stopping these horses once they're out of the stable, except, like, there's a beep from outside. Somebody's buzzing her apartment because there are children here. Right. Her oh. cock block that she immediately forgot about as soon as the cock came out. <laughs> I mean, relatable content. I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're early. They're half an hour early Which when she's doing a thigh ride. Honestly, the one and only day. Ugh. Anyway, he's very cool about it. He, like, mm-hmm. tosses her her bra. They get dressed. He meets the children. He meets her brother. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fantastic. It and is. then they're gone. Bye. Now yeah, she's going to, yeah. like, have to, she has to switch gears and play with children. Honestly. Oh, yeah. so so mad for her oh i was a little bit heartbroken just like oh you poor thing honestly yeah okay then the next thing that happens is she runs into steve at a catering event yes steve the date that she thought ghosted her Mm-hmm. and she's fixing to be like we're cool see you never because he says oh this is awkward and she goes not really yeah because she's so like, I love this energy out of her. She's like, you ghosted me? I don't give a shit. Watch me. Watch me walk away, Steve, is what but she then says. it turns out that Steve didn't ghost her. She <gasps> took down his number wrong. So he's just like, hey, I don't mean to be, like, rude, but, like, I thought the date went well. What's going on? Honestly, like, you justice for me. Steve. <laughs> he did. He was like, can I just ask why? Yeah. Why you never called back? I I really thought we had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> she figures out she wasn't ghosted. Steve's a good guy, but she, now she's totally in the Duncan. So she's like, I'm so sorry, but I am seeing someone now. And he's like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Which I love that the other guy in the story was just like a nice man because uh, we don't get that a lot. He's just a good dude. He's, just, he's a good man, Samantha. A good man. That's right. 
And you know what? Justice for Steve, because he's a giver. I'm certain of it. He, and like, yeah, he goes down just as much as Duncan does. I he's not he right for Renna. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, Justice for Steve. Justice he wasn't for right Steve. for Retta, but I would take a novella, you know? Yeah. If Mimi Grace wanted to do a newsletter magnet, <clears throat> you know, I'll be there, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Even if she just says, Steve gets a happy ending, I would be yes. satisfied. I just want to know that Steve is okay. Steve, who we find out later, is the child of two therapists. <laughs> like, is he? I yes! Did, I've missed that part. <laughs> oh, he's going to be fine no matter what. Like, he's yes. always got that mental health on lock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's very well adjusted. Is now Steve. I'm much more interested. I know! <laughs> Thank goodness. Honestly, it was a stroke of genius that Mimi Grace did not put that detail in until like the very end, basically. Right. I'm just like, I'm sorry, a man born into therapy? Uh, (laughs) Sounds like fucking unicorn. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, this this is the other thing, Kim. To your point. All right. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm seeing someone right now. And then she has the audacity. In her inner monologue to be like, I have no idea why I just said that. Uh, I'm not actually st- seeing him. He's so, f- he's so fake, is Duncan. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's Shut so up, right fake up. that I just rode his thigh. But, it, you know, it's it's casual. It's giving passing thought. Like, yeah, what the fuck? And, and I turned down a guy that I have legitimately been interested in before. Yeah. Uh, it's Retta. It, it's Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I swear to God. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> and after she's done with Steve, mm-hmm. we get, like, Duncan talking to his friend, who apparently there's, like, a party going on. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. you should invite that chick that I met. And he mm-hmm. goes, it wasn't a real date, he says, after shoving his tongue down her throat and asking her if that's how she writes his face. <sighs> she's like, no, I can't invite my fake girlfriend to this fake thing because we're totally fake. And I we're totally just completely fake. Her titties. Yeah, it's what fake times. <laughs> and Anthony's book, too. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, because every every chapter with Anthony is fantastic because I feel like it's going to be he's he's definitely a grumpy. I don't know that it's going to be a grumpy sunshine, but he's certainly bringing a bringing some stern energy. And we forgot we forgot a bit. We have to go back to her talking tell me. to Steve because this is very important. Yes, the the reason she gives herself in her head that she has to turn Steve down uh-huh. is that well, I can't just say goodbye to duncan like he has my blueberry scone recipe like oh I, oh yeah and i'm just like really <laughs> that's ma'am. what we're going with yeah he has the scone recipe <laughs> ma'am okay it's on. not it's not that i could be towed at any moment anytime i'm at work <laughs> it's the fucking scone recipe okay retta fucking scone <laughs> oh my god yeah Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. 
There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. So after this, her employees, they're all going to go over there and do a group workout session because one of her employees has a crush on one of the trainers. Yep. And she's she's immediately like, oh, who, though? I'm just asking for, like, the general knowledge of everyone and not specifically for me. Just wondering who you, know, girl you have a crush on. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's the red-haired dude or whatever. And she's like, the sigh of relief? She... Mm-hmm exhales in this moment is very telling retta and then and then they're like oh retta you should come and she's like oh i couldn't possibly i don't have the right clothes oh i'll just i'll just put on this flimsy sports bra <laughs> oh yeah, no possibly might fall out we don't know twist did, my she, arm employees she did have a value effort though because she thought she had exercise clothes in her car but they were stained sure she gave it a try it's like it's like a whole thing yeah yeah i'm i'm i might be being too harsh on retta <laughs> <laughs> we maybe give her a little bit of grief but she deserves it she does so, they're at the gym and they're just like oh sorry we have only room for the rest of you but not retta because booking issues yeah she's just like oh well i guess it wasn't meant to be but then, who comes a walking around the corner? But Sir the, Duncan, Sir on Duncan, his fucking steed. And this is what cracks me up because he cannot function if he's, she's in the room. He is in mid convo with another person, sees her in all her bootylicious glory, stops dead, <laughs> damn near crashes into a wall, and just yes. like, my boy's here. And he does a like he does a big giant smile at her. He like, does, in, you know. Like, it's, it's so cute. Like, he was probably doing some sort of orientation meeting, mm-hmm. trying to sell a membership to this person, and everything goes out the window as yeah. soon as he sees Retta is His there. mind just whites out. It's <laughs> Fighting for his life. Fighting to your for point. his life every second that she's in the room. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, so... He's like, oh, what's going on here? And she's like, well, my employees are going in. I'm just leaving, though. And he's like, oh, hold on just a sec. I'm going to saunter my steed over to the front desk. And I'm going to get you into that class. No worries. And then he says, oh, hey, everybody. How about I just give you some TLC, some personal owner touch, and show you how to, like, wrap your wrists and do all the, the things. And he lingers on her hands, everyone. He does a hand linger on her. Does he even help anyone else with their wraps? Because that's what cracked me up. Just speaking (laughs) to the whole class, looking directly in her eyes, only wrapping her hands in this very clearly erotic display. Those are are her workers, Mike. Those are her colleagues. (laughs) All her colleagues are just seeing her get felt up by this hot boxer. I mean... They make some sort of excuse to just, like, walk away from the crowd. No, no, no. It's even better than that. Okay. Sorry. So they start. He's like, oh, I'll just walk you as far as I can to your class, the class that you're all going to go to together. The rest of her colleagues don't notice that, like, she and Duncan just sort of naturally stop in their tracks 
right before like the stairs or something like that. So they keep mm-hmm. going to the class and she stops and he stops and that neither of them know why they're stopping. And then she they just looks stopping. Honestly. So she's in the they're in the middle of like a hallway in his mm-hmm. gym. Okay. This is serious business times for him specifically right now. And all she does is turn her head and look up at him with her big doe eyes. There's like a beat where they make eye contact. And then it is on TM in public. They just whoosh right together. They're smooshing the mouths and they like frantically stumble into his office. I think they finally remember to shut the door. But they're just pawing at each other and it is great. He does that desk swipe thing that everybody loves. I love the desk swipe. Honestly. Oh my God. He does a desk swipe. She gets up on that desk and they can hear like the clamoring of weights or something outside. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I locked the door. Nobody's coming in here. She's like, good. And like her pants are off now. Like she, favorite thing in the whole wide world. I think she pulls up her shirt and pulls her sports bra down and she just makes a tit window. I love a tit window. window. And so did he. Yes. He was all about that tit window. (laughs) It was so good. And then he gets her pants off and and then he gets her, he gets her panties off. And he's just, oh, oh, and and like, I think he's been doing like a mild, he's been doing like a knuckle or something over, Mm -hmm. over the panties Mm -hmm. for a little while. And she's been moaning her head off, understandably. He does have to tell her to hush hush a bit, otherwise everyone's going to hear him. He does it in such a sexily passive aggressive way that Mm -hmm. I was like, if this communication happens outside of the bedroom, I'm going to have a problem with you. But right now, that's hot because he goes he goes oh do you want everybody to hear us is that your thing and she's like no and like then puts her hand over her mouth and maybe he does that too listen it's hot it's good times is what it is wowza and then pound 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 yep the knock on the door hey are you busy fucking yes very busy And so the guy, the person outside is like, oh, I have just something really nonsensical to go over with you. Like, it's really not a big deal at all. And and he's like, I'll meet you in the staff room. (laughs) I just have to get rid of my boner. (laughs) And here's here's where I fell for him because I wrote it down. Yes. She she goes, oh, it's a sign. And in my my head, I'm like, girl, shut up. And he he slides up on her and says, who are you? Who are we fooling? And she goes, my family. No, what I mean is. We're ridiculous for thinking this isn't going to happen. I want it. That pretty pussy wants it. Oh. And when it happens, Mm -hmm. we'll go slow and be as loud as we want. And she looks at him and goes, (sighs) I look forward to it then. And I (sighs) melted. (laughs) Like, I'm seduced. He's about it. He's not pulling any punches. Uh -uh. Get with it, Greta. Get with it. I mean, but then, but like, that's the thing. She immediately does. Yeah. Because it, it just as I'll hot. not. Just as hot as his thing was, hers was hot in a, in a totally different way. She mm-hmm. gets all like coy and businesslike and like, oh, yep. I've got it fully together and you're going to have to work hard to make me be overwrought or did. It's hot. I look so forward hot. to it then. Yep. You minx. You minx with your tit window still out. I. I love a tit window. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We'll go slow and be as loud as we want. Don't threaten me with a good time. Don't. Oh, Jesus. It's engagement party time. She yes. does. She's like, okay, so in between all of this, two things have been happening that we should just like sum up. One is the subplot for Duncan, which is his parents are finally getting divorced and they should have, you know, years ago and they're going to throw a divorce party and they want he and his his sister to both do speeches at the divorce party. And I'm just like, haven't you done enough for that uh, to them <laughs> like what yeah what is this like you do do the speech yourselves like this is your yeah. responsibility honestly his whole his whole thing is like i don't trust relationships because look at my parents and their failed marriage because they've almost gotten divorced like five times he's so done with it yeah. he doesn't even think it's gonna happen this time but he's yeah like, whatever yeah and then her thing is that she's got two um besties one is kim who is like pregnant out to here mm-hmm. and Super preg. Yeah, and then Nia, is it Nia, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's like she's like a fashion lady who jet sets places. And so they get together because they're getting her dresses for the engagement party and for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Because the only formal wear or semi-formal wear she has, her ex has seen four times because of the events that he went to with her when they were together. Ugh. Yeah, and you can't wear that dress. No! Honestly, burn it. Burn that shit. Burn it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Funeral pyre for that nonsense and the rest of the... Mm. So they do They do a shopping. It's great. Now it's mm-hmm. engagement party time, and she's wearing this slinky black dress that they picked out together. Yeah. Great stuff. And of course, as soon as Duncan shows up, they're eyeing each other real hard. And she's like, oh, I wonder if people can tell that we're lying. I'm just staring at this man like I want to live a thousand lives in his eyes. Like, I don't think people know. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> They'll know we're frauds. Fraud what, Stella? Fraud. I mean, Retta, the fake part is the fraud. His, his finger has been inside you. <laughs> what fake you. part? He has <laughs> seen your clit, okay? He hasn't just seen the vulva, all right? He's been there. <laughs> literally been all up on your business <laughs> like the hood has been retracted for what? him okay <laughs> honestly oh the ridiculousness Jesus, they, of this woman they're so cute i love them so much oh tweedledee and tweedledum you nailed it <laughs> yeah so she is okay, but he is noticing that like it's extra weird because every single family member they see is like, oh my god, Retta, you are here. <gasps> you came. Like, does this mean you're coming to the wedding? Yeah. And he's like, I knew it was like serious, but I didn't know it was this intense. And I don't right. he has no frame of reference for it because she hasn't given him any context at all. Mm-hmm. So he does such a good job in public of like doing just like just like enough flirting and it's it's super quiet and it's right in her ear mm-hmm. and it just keeps her sort of like grounded in a in like a sexy way still yeah you know i don't know it's really really good so then they go to sit down at the table and they're like, oh, we waited so long because we were canoodling over by the bar there's only so many seats left they notice that the the seats next to the bar are reserved, okay? Mm-hmm. Seats next to the bar are reserved. 
So they go to like a middle section and we're not told that there's any kind of notification for like the seats that are around them, right? Mm -hmm. And yet when the couple gets there, of course, for romance reasons, they have to sit across from Retta and Duncan. And I'm like, who were the seats reserved for then? Like, yes. Who were they reserved for? If it's not reserved for the bride and groom, the fuck is going on? <laughs> Listen, this bar was reserved for the loniest singles who I've only invited Honestly. for the schadenfreude of mm. watching them watch me get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there are people I hate who I want to get drunk and sloppy oh, watching yeah. me be my happiest self. Fair enough. It's villain era. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so while they're sitting there at the table, they it's so Irene and Chris are the couple and like it's awkward town, you know? It's so awkward. He's really cute, though, because he like talks up her baking and how talented she is. Mm-hmm. And then Chris does a bit of a douche nozzle at them. And he's like, oh, wow. Boxing, I've never understood it. It seems like, you know, just, you know, Neanderthal nonsense or whatever. Also, shut up. Yeah, Chris, we didn't ask for this. We didn't ask for you, your opinion at all. And so before he can defend himself, she jumps in and she's like, no, it's a sport that requires like agility and stamina and strategy and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Hyping up her new man. (sighs) Yeah, he loves it. Oh, he does. He's, He's pruning. He is preening under that praise. Uh-huh. Then he goes to the bathroom, uh-huh. and he overhears two people behind him talking about how shocked they are that Retta's there. Uh-huh. And at her name, he turns around a bit to, like, clock what's going on, and they're like, oh, you're her, you're her new man, right? And he's like, yep, that's me. Am boyfriend doing the boyfriend thing. Uh-huh. And... They're like, wow, it's so amazing that she's here. I would never be able to attend events like this for an ex. Right. And that's when he's like, oh, everything makes sense now. Everything makes sense. But he doesn't say anything to her. No, because it's none of his business. And I respect that about him. I really liked it. Because it was also like, like, Duncan has issues surrounding romantic relationships, but he's still emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And so he's saying to himself, A, it's not my business. She would Mm -hmm. share it with me if she wanted to. B, she probably has some kind of feelings either for her ex or like about her ex still. And that's understandable. Mm -hmm. It makes how I'm falling for her really suck if she does have feelings for her ex still. And more than that, my discomfort with that should not be her problem. Mimi Grace, thank you so much for writing these emotionally intelligent men thank that know you. how to think through their problems. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. It's just delightful. Yeah. So then he asked her to dance. Because he's like, you know what? We just got to get some bodies on bodies. We got to distract her from all this bullshit. Yeah, we do. And they start talking about like how it's, oh, it's kind of like prom. And he's like, Ugh. she's like, no, I liked it. And then 
something about like he thought he got something on his he's like oh I got my you know thing out of the jacket or whatever and she's like yeah I'm returning this dress and he goes oh well I'm it's kind of sad I really like it and there's this adorable pause and then she goes what do you like about it (laughs) (laughs) totally casual like just if you were gonna share that out loud uh what would you say (laughs) and then he pauses for long enough that she's like ah that was a really weird question (laughs) like she does an apologetic cookie monster at him (laughs) oh my goodness she's so cute she is and then he's like no don't worry i really like that it seems a flimsy and looks like it would tear easily or something like that this man Mimi pulls Grace. no punches. Golly. <laughs> wow. And so she does the most relatable thing I've ever seen written on the page of any literature. And mm-hmm. that is, she says, would you like to go home now? <laughs> Which, yes, thank you. Because it's it's about time. Yes. In this book. <laughs> I ah, I loved it. And he's like, Hard yes, absolutely. What do we need to do to accomplish this? They say their goodbyes. They get in the car, and he starts with a a knee rub. And then Mm -hmm. as he's driving, he puts his hand up her thigh. And and then he gets, like, right to the apex of her thighs, notices that there is a bit of moisture happening there. And he says... Why is it so hot, Kim? Okay. He says, how long have you been like this for me? And she says, since we started dancing. Huh. And again, his mind goes white, which is very dangerous to do while you're driving. Don't do that. And she notices, red is a genius. And so she's like, focus on the road, sir. Yeah. I'll be fine over here. I'll I'll keep the train going. And so... She starts doing a bit of a clit fiddle. <laughs> okay. As one does. As one has to, frankly, in that moment. I imagine he's speeding quite a bit at this point. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He says that later on. It's so good. <laughs> he says, like, like there are two moments where he asks her, like, is this what you wanted? One of them, I think, was earlier, and it was, like, about his hard cock. And then this one. <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen your face at that moment. That shit was. She looks off into the ether and does the eyebrow raise like, was it the hot cock? <laughs> like narrating a dick from the heavens. Honestly. <laughs> it's a celestial being, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. The other time is when he's like, is that what you wanted? Me speeding and risking speeding tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Their flirting is so cute, but so stupidly hot. Yes, I know. Sometimes you're just like, oh. (laughs) I thought that shouldn't have worked, but it did. No, it did, though. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) The camera's rolling. Let's go. Right. To anybody else, I would be like, say less. But for some reason. Get off there's a magical alchemy happening here. <laughs> it's those boxer muscles. It, has to be. it might be. It might be. Okay. So then they like, they hustle upstairs. 
and boy, she <laughs> she does a beach. <laughs> he oh, says yeah. something like, "Baby, you've got to do something." And so she just hits her knees, and it's incredible. Yeah, At no hesitation. Point, just boom on the ground. Mimi Grace. Okay, you know what the other thing is? Like, I I know. Look, good romance authors, I know intellectually know what they're doing. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. writing it, you're mm-hmm. you're crafting it, you're doing all these things. But this is one of those moments in a book where I'm like, Mimi Grace, not only can I see that you know what you're doing, I see that you know you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so mm-hmm. good because the very last line of her blowjob is or maybe it's not the last line, but it's in there. It's like, it's like he looks down at her and they make eye contact and she says something like, oh, she loved having him watch her suck. Yep. Oh, golly. <laughs> just... <laughs> Get a little hot in here. It makes me go up in my prim and proper register, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. And then he says something like, oh, do you want all of me? Is that what you want? <laughs> you want me, mm-hmm. all of me in your mouth? And she's like, uh-huh. And <laughs> you did not make the sound of a dick in your mouth. What the- <laughs> I have to paint an audio picture for the listener. Oh. I'm crying. Her, her tongue was literally in the bag. Yeah. So then he, he pulls her up and tosses her on the bed. He goes down on her. It's fantastic. Then they do a penetration. Wow. <laughs> Everything. They're talking about the whole time. Yeah, like it, the whole time. And he he's telling her, doesn't he tell her like, oh yeah, we're we're like I'm not going any faster than this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna whoa, you're gonna oh, come just tease. like this. Oh, he, he's gonna work it out of her, and I was Golly. very into it. Yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> so now, after that. Mm-hmm. The emotionally impactful, the extra cherry on top moment is when they're going to sleep, he realizes that unlike with all the rest of his partners he's ever had in his whole life, he doesn't want her to leave. He doesn't. He's, he's really excited about the snuggle. <laughs> it's probably because of them donuts. Yeah, huh? that, that cake, you know. He's got to stay in it for the sweets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it's then it's wedding times, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wedding times, yeah. So they're flirting up at the wedding as usual. Things are happening, but then she like stops to talk to the bride, just like, you know, have some one-on-one with her cousin. Mm-hmm. And the cousin is just like, you know, I'm so sorry this happened. We didn't mean it like that. I never meant to hurt you. And she's like, oh, that's actually a really cool closer. And then she's just, she asked her cousin, like, so what is this about him? Like, what what of all the people in the world? What is this about him? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Don't ever say that to a bride on her wedding day. My God. She has a panic and then just <laughs> gets up, <laughs> takes off. It's so she fucks off. She fucks off. Hard. And Greta starts freaking out, like, oh my God. I made the bride run away. It's 
Mm-hmm. She's like panicking, full blown running around. She's gone. The ride is gone. Ah! What do we do? Defcon most extreme, Retta says. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean the bride is gone? Like she fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was bad news bears. Mm-hmm. So, then- and then, and then when they go to tell Chris, as he's like, he announces there won't be a wedding today or whatever. And then as he's walking out the door, Duncan notices that Retta like reaches for him a tiny bit, but he's too far away. He's just far away enough that she can't make physical contact with him. And so he's like, oh, snapsicles. That hurts my feelings. sucks. She obviously still has feelings for him. It's brr. And okay, but okay. All right. Speaking. Okay, though, we have to we have to circle back to shitty family real quick. Mm-hmm. Because the reason she goes out to see Irene, like, who sees the bride before the wedding other than the bridal party? Fucking yeah. no one. No one. But her mom comes over with this random pair of earrings and is like, oh, please, Retta, you're the only person who's appropriate to take these earrings to the bride who's How? marrying your ex. How was she the appropriate person <laughs> to deliver those earrings? The did mom her, is a villain. Yeah, yeah. Like, did did the bridesmaids die of botulism in between the morning and now? Like, what happened? I <laughs> did they swear. get black plagued? Right. Her whole family is just out for the drama. <laughs> because why the fuck would you send her in there? I, I mean, there's a there's a little piece of me who thinks that her mom is just an evil genius, though. Because what, like... What would freak you out more than the ex of a person who's been like in love with your betrothed to be like, why him though? There are seven billion people on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it was. She's an evil fucking genius. She wanted She is. Ah. Uh, yeah. I think that's what happened. So anyway. They are, they're like staying at her grandmother's house and her grandmother's a, a trip on her own. She's fantastic. She and is. after the the wedding, they're like planning a pizza party that night because what else are you going to do? They decide to go back in the morning. But mm-hmm. then <laughs> Retta gets a random text about an eclair and she's like, oh, look at the thing my colleague just came up with. I'll bring you some on Monday. And he... All of his sphincters clench up. Mm-hmm. He does a big panic and he's like, Monday, well, we didn't talk like in his mind. He's like, we didn't talk about what the future would be and how weird it is. And she clearly still has feelings for Chris. And he just stirs himself into a tizzy to the point that he has to escape. Yeah, he flees. He flees. It's Wow. And meanwhile, she is having the same thoughts of like, oh, we didn't agree what to do on Monday. Like, sure, we're still going to be friendly, but I guess he hasn't said anything. So it's overtimes because, yeah. again, apparently it doesn't matter that you lived a thousand lives in each other's eyes and you've been <laughs> dicking each other down. Like, fuck. You're fake dating anymore. Shut no. up. You've been real dating for a while now. Mm-hmm. Ever since, you know what? You've been fake dating since before the titty window. Yeah. Like, you've been fake dating since she mistook you for her date. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So, 
a lot happens at the end that sort of like weaves a bunch of the subplots together that we haven't spent a ton of time on. So maybe we'll just rapid fire it. Yeah. He has his parents' divorce party. And Mm -hmm. a little while ago, Retta suggested that he like write a vent speech in addition to the speech he was actually going to give just for catharsis. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up there and he's just pissed off enough at his parents that he pulls out the vent speech. Yep. And like it was it was still very respectful. You know, mm-hmm. Duncan, Sir Duncan would never. Sir Duncan would never. He's just a good man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's still enough to be like, I'm realizing as I process this out loud right now that your toxic relationship has made me think that all love has to be tumultuous and toxic and un you know unsafe and it has to be this this horrible thing but like it might not be especially if she's like the most creative smart talented funny lady i've ever met and like <laughs> it's so cute and you know what would have saved him from that problem tell me everything if he grew up with two therapist parents oh shit justice for steve <laughs> because that's the next thing that happens she's like oh well i don't have a fake boyfriend anymore so i should probably think about getting a real one Mm -hmm. and she calls up poor steve but he immediately is just like so i'm getting vibes that like i have no chance in hell would you like to talk about why maybe (laughs) we can just sit on a bench and talk about why if you want. God, Steve, you just deserve the world. I know. And she's like, are you sure you would like be up for that? And he's like, I've got two therapist parents, so it's really my jam. Oh, my God. Uh, he's a st- He's an accountant with two therapist parents, which means that he is stable and emotionally intelligent. Somebody for Steve. jump on Steve. <laughs> Honestly. Give him the coochie he deserves. Please. Somebody jump on Steve. Please. I need him to be happy. <laughs> Maybe it's one of the bakers, you know? Who knows? Like He deserves a baker. Yes, absolutely. So then he's like, <laughs> my favorite, though, is that Mimi keeps it, it, keeps it really simple. And by the end mm-hmm. of this, he's like, so have you considered telling him any of this just like saying it out loud from your face into his face <laughs> she's like no but i should <laughs> <laughs> so then he has the same you know epiphany chris comes to the bakery to be like i might be setting up book three for a second chance romance that's maybe international listen mimi whatever you want to do i will read it and then he leaves and then Duncan sees him leaving and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got competition now. And because he's an emotionally intelligent knight, I was going to say king, but, you know, he's Sir Duncan. He's He doesn't say like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fuck him up or I'm going to blah, blah, blah. He's just like, I've got competition now, so I've really got to step up my game. And I'm not going to give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he goes in there. They're just about to have a conversation about how they both super love each other. And then somebody calls and Kim's in labor. So then we yeah, have I think to do- Kim calls. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, remember, she gave up her parking spot, and this just happens to be the day that her car gets towed. It's towed, so, everyone. 
Yeah. Who's going to drive very pregnant Kim and her to the hospital? That's right. It's Sir Duncan it's because Sir he Duncan. comes in to save the day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Noble but, knight that he is. <laughs> and listen, Kim is a G because she is in labor. Oh. But she sees her friend walk in with hunkety hot man. And she goes, oh, you two got back together. That's fantastic. Tell uh-huh. me everything. <laughs> She's having contractions. <laughs> and listen, I have never pushed a person out of my being. Totally. But I love the fact that she was still all about the tea. Well, that was epic. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, there's a piece of me, like, thinking back on my laborers, there's a piece of me that was like, I needed a distraction for sure at times, but I don't know that I'd be able to go that far outside of like what the fuck was happening with my body. <laughs> She's incredible. Kim needs all the best friend gold stars. So they get her to the hospital. It's a boy. Congratulations. And Huzzah. yeah. Ah. Somebody <laughs> tells Duncan that like, don't worry about Retta. Like we'll take her home. Oh, and that's the father of the child. That's the one. Yeah. And so he does a bit of a sheepish shuffle off the buffalo back to his car. And he's all sad. He's like, "Mm, I could talk to her later, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But he hears his name and he turns around and she's running out of the hospital. And she's like, We didn't finish our talk. And he's like, I know, I have to tell you something. And they talk at the same time and it's so cute. It's so cute. Uh huh. And then finally he's like, It's been real for me for a while. She's like, oh, me too. I'm super in love with you. <laughs> and me with my headphones going, no shit, you idiot. Right? Come on, Tweedles. You've been Tweedles. You've been dumbing it up. <sighs> and now they're together forever is what happens. Yeah. And book. Happy endings. Period. The end. Period. The end. And then they went home and had a bunch of orgasms, probably. I mean. Uh, they better have. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There was he had to he had to reference her pretty pussy at least like three times more <laughs> just in that reunion sex, you know? Ah, oh, Duncan. Golly, Duncan. Really. Great job, Duncan. <laughs> and great, great job, job Mimi. Mimi. Yeah. yeah. Great book. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. So wow. Thank you for choosing this book. Yes. Thank yeah. you for reading it with me. It was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to do, what's the next book we're doing? Sweet Vengeance. That's I already read one. that one, but oh, man. Now, I should warn you and Tell every listener, there is, okay, so basic plot of the book. She summons a demon to help her kill her rapist. So there is talk of essay. Fuck yeah. Sure. But no, it's satisfying. <laughs> I've never read a book about such like a dark plot mm-hmm. to be such a sweet comforting read oh i love that oh it just burrowed itself into my heart places and it's been such a long time since i've just sank into a book oh yeah 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 and i did with that one so sweet vengeance is what i want to recap next yes oh i'm stoked about it is that your lady love or do you have a different lady love my lady love is getting an espresso machine because Mm. (laughs) this this was good shit yeah and you got the legit one that has like the foam wand and everything yes it had some learning today I did. Okay, so listener, I set up my espresso machine before this podcast. Really, really was feeding for a cappuccino. Didn't realize I had to point the milk frother in the cup. So all my delicious foam milk did end up on my kitchen floor. But I figured it out, and I got my cappuccino. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I am wired because I did a double shot of espresso. Hell yeah. I love that. Okay, so just FYI, I don't know if you know this, and if I'm coffee-splaining to you, tell me to shut my face. My mom had, uh, we had like an espresso shop, like we had an espresso machine at a shop she owned when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn how to froth milk in the correct ways. And so there's a difference in the way you froth milk between a latte and a cappuccino. Oh, yeah. So So lattes are flatter. um, So you point it, you basically put it all the way down in the bottom of the cup and you Mm -hmm. barely like move it up and down to froth it. That's a latte. And then cappuccino, on the other hand, you barely put at the bottom. Like you might dip it down there and then bring it back up. But to make it mm-hmm. really, really frothy and foamy and big like a like you want, yeah. you have to really like work it to work it more. <laughs> I realized that was a that was an that was a monster cock HJ. That was about it. <laughs> I don't think I have the option with this one. It's just like a slider that it's like, how much froth do you want? So oh, I that's cool. All the froth. Because I wanted nice. all the froth. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. When Michael got me my Nespresso machine, mm-hmm. it changed my whole life. It was the best. You He's know, such I a remember, good gift giver. He does seem like it. But I remember, I think we were chatting on a different podcast sometime in the past. Yeah. You mentioned that he got you an espresso machine. I have been thinking about that. Yeah. For since it happened. And so now I'm just like, you know what? I've got some extra money. I'm getting myself an espresso machine. Yeah. I deserve fancy coffee. You do. You do. And frankly, I'm too cheap to actually go out and get myself fancy coffee every day. But it's so much cheaper once you, like, make yeah. the investment. Like, Jesus. It's going to save you in the long run. It will. Anyway, what's your lady love? I'm so sorry. Um, My lady love is um a dip nail polish. Ooh. Yeah. I got a kit from an online and it's a dip kit. And so, because mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm really hard on my hands. And even like the gel nail polish mm-hmm. will only last me like six hours. Fair. So this stuff is, I think, technically gel, but it also doesn't need a UV. Because, mm-hmm. Kim, would you like to know how white I am? How white are you? I'm so white that I have been burnt by the UV cooker things for a gel nail polish it's ridiculous frankly like i got a minor sunburn on my first knuckle because of the curing of the uv light it's bullshit anyway so because of that i got this dip kit and it's really cool because like you you put the nail polish or you put like a liquid on and then you dip it into the powder And then you do that like three times so it's nice and thick. It's almost like an acrylic. So it's like really fucking hardy. And it rules. I'm so into it. It's so easy to do too. It was really nice. So that's my lady love because I can now, I feel like I can now have painted nails whenever I I want. for you. Yeah. And it hasn't wrecked my nails either. Ooh. Bonus. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Gel always wrecks my nails and this one hasn't. It's incredible. So, yeah, that's my lady love. I'm very excited about it. Love this. Mm-hmm. All right. Kim, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere under Kimberly Lemming. TikTok, Instagram, Clapper, in case TikTok gets banned. Yeah. All the things. I'm mostly active on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. I also have a Facebook. I'm not on it much. But, yeah, yeah. everything is under Kimberly Lemming. 
Nice. And you can find Heaving Bosoms at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram, at Heaving underscore Bosoms on Twitter, but I'm not great at Twitter. And uh, Facebook too. I'm also not super great at Facebook. I just try to hang out in the cult. Uh, that's yeah. mostly it's where I am. Yeah, that's the only place I am, frankly. There you go. So yeah, find us there. I'm doing a lot more on the social medias and I'm actually very proud of myself. Anyway. You should be. <laughs> so keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love a man just fighting for his life. <laughs> yeah. Love yourself as much as you love parrots and shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I think I actually maybe maybe broke my microphone. I was so loud laughing. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't, but it's going to okay. be I'm going to clip hard. <laughs> yeah, I you may have to clip some of my laughs. I have been full belly cackling over here. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>